Well, good morning, Vietnam fans. Yeah, yeah. Good morning. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Thank you to all those who served and are currently serving in the armed forces. Gentlemen, how's it going this morning? It's it's rolling, man. Like I always say, it's always good to wake up still breathing. Yeah. Uh, we have a pretty special show tonight, or today, sorry, tonight. I'm used to saying Tuesday nights on tonight. Uh, we're going to bring in here our our guest, one of our guests. We have a second guest possibly coming in. This is Mac. Mac is a friend of, of Quig's. How's it going this morning, Mac? I'm doing well. Thank you for allowing me to come on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. We're, you know, we're so big time. It's yeah. a special occasion when yeah. we actually get somebody to agree to come on. Yeah. <laughs> So we're uh, we're gonna do a special show, kind of off the walls like we've done before for holiday. Since it's Memorial Day, it's gonna be a lot of memories on baseball games. But the big thing we want to talk about first, let me get this added here. It's a special, uh, unfortunate event happened on Thursday. He lost probably one of the best actors out there, and this is a clip from one of his from his baseball movie. Field of Dreams, Ray Liotta. He's only 67, passed away Thursday, filming a movie. Uh, to me, this was a big thing because Liotta's a was a stud of a uh, actor. So, and from everything that I, I could read up about him or anything like that, like nobody really had a bad thing to say about the guy. Yeah. And this he, it, he will come. Yeah. If oh my never, God! If you never, who is it? It's my dad. Yeah. If you've never seen this movie, uh, he plays Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, he's also been in some The Goodfellas, which I got crap for earlier because I've never seen Goodfellas. How can you not see Goodfellas? It's literally one of the top like ten movies, top five movies of all time. It's like behind The Godfather. Because I forgot that it ever existed. <laughs> How can you forget that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen. I've seen Wild Hogs. I mean, yeah. Oh, because that yeah. stands up to that stands up to good. If that doesn't say fellas. the most it can about your taste in movies, you've seen Wild Hogs and not Goodfellas. Listen. Come on, man. Listen. Come what, game, on. what game were you saying that he voiced the character in? Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Vice City, the good one. Also played George Jung's dad in Blow, another phenomenally underrated movie. Uh, also, Team Johnny Depp. I think we can uh, all probably safely say here. Yeah, nobody likes Amber Turd. My dog stepped on a bee. Uh, I have to go pee. <laughs> Anyways. Do I got to answer that? What? I, I said I have to go pee. Do I need uh, to answer these questions? Yeah. I pledged the money. I pledged it all. Yes, I did it. I did, in fact, donate it. No, yeah. you pledged it. Yes, I pledged all of it. Jury, I pledged all of it. All seven million. I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to object my own question, so... Come on, Mac, get in on this. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, he's playing it. He's playing no, it smart. I, I, I need nope. to ease into it, you know. Just <laughs> You're not quite a indoctrinated yet. Oh, you'll you'll, you'll learn eventually. Especially Before have... this hour is over, you will be throwing some things out there. Okay. Well, just... I, I am used to it because I have seen a couple, a couple weeks of the podcast, so... <laughs> You really there need to enjoy go. the ones where we go off the walls like this one. This is going to be epic. So, but yeah, rest in peace, to Ray Liotta. It's going to be weird not seeing him play some villains in movies. And speaking of villains, Tim, John, we got another villain on our hands, but facing another suspension over some of the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, we got the Tommy Fam Jock Peterson deal. The honestly, the dumbest thing besides you know Trevor Bauer beating women. Um, Tommy Ooh. Pham got suspended three Ooh. games for slapping Jock Peterson over fantasy football. Hey, there was money involved, and there was so much money involved, and you don't mess with Tommy Pham's money that he eventually just quits the league like three three weeks later. This is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. We'll go to our guest here, Mac. We, what's your opinion? What do you think of uh, Tommy Pham and the slap heard around the world right now? I I mean, honestly, to me, it's just it seems very childish. And um, 
the the fact that people are getting in arguments over group chats and group texts, I I just I, it's hard for me to process that. To be perfectly honest, um, I, I think disrespect. there's more. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big group chat person, group text person myself. I always try to stay out of those. Um, but it's it's something that in in sports in general. You know, people are going to trash talk and make fun of, and you're going to, sometimes it gets a little too personal, but for the most part, you know, you move on and that's just part of the game. So just to hear about this, it was, it was very, I'm like, it's like, really? Come on. Like that, that's my initial thoughts. <laughs> well, can you imagine if uh, they got a hold of our group chat? <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. if they got a hold of our group chat, uh, we would have to worry about a few more things then. <laughs> Yeah, we'd be slapped a lot. Um, <laughs> let's go to we'll go to John here. John, what, let's hear your uh, let's get your take on this. On this, I'm, I'm yeah. calling it a slap around the world. I'm calling it a two, slap around the two world. Two observations I'd I'd point out. The first of which being that I think Jock Peterson comes out looking exceedingly good. Uh, yeah. He had he had the red receipts. He read them off. He even apologized for making a very very benign like joke about the Padres being a not very good team at the point last year, right? So I don't know why he owes anybody an apology. He got slapped for what is worst case scenario, a questionable fantasy like method of running his team. So I don't, I mean, there's what no, was the, what the, was the whole thing? It was like a, the so, guy was listed as out, but yeah, that no, yeah it was they had two different links, had two different ways of running their IRs versus the bench. Yeah. It was, so, it was stupid. Jeff Passan, um, credit to him for reporting this part of it. Said so Tommy Pham slapped Jock Peterson across the head and was suspended for three games because lingering resentment from a role regarding IR designation in their fantasy football resentment. Yeah. That's that's a power phrase. But I'm also going to uh, take a moment to try to make a bigger point that this is just like the snowflakeification of our culture in general, uh, right? If Tommy Pham is going to physically assault a guy. Because he made a joke about a baseball team playing poorly in jest. And we're questioning, like, who's in the wrong here, which we aren't, and most people aren't, to be fair, at this point in time. No, I'm pretty but sure like, everybody's, like, Tommy Pham's an idiot at this point. Well, yeah, it's just, it's just like, ridiculous, man. It's like, get over yourself, dude. Like, you're, okay, like, guys will be guys, dudes will be dudes. Like, okay, we trash talk a little bit. That's what we do, like, constantly, right? Like, so take a freaking joke, man. Like it was a it was a very like benign gif he posted, like wasn't even like that funny to begin with. It was just kind of stupid. But I mean, it was like the like the most mild trash talk I can imagine. Professional athlete like in a group text with another professional athlete and an opposing team saying. So I don't know. It the whole thing's stupid. Tommy Pham is stupid. Jock Peterson. <laughs> I don't know. I like Jock Peterson more now than I did before. <laughs> Even though he's on, <laughs> even though he's on the uh, San Francisco Giants with Gabe Kapler, yeah, uh, we, yeah. we can touch okay. on that. I, I'll, yeah. I'd be, I'd be yeah. happy to go with was, that one. Any time you bring it down I the was, plate, Trace. I was, I was holding off on this one. Uh, yeah, I figured First, it would be brought up, so I wasn't going to say anything. But glad we could peel that layer of the onion back, and uh, let's, let's see where this rolls, boys. Well, so I'll keep yeah. this is like, well, did you hear this one, Mac? Um, r- remind me. I did hear a Gabe. So you'll, Gabe you'll be Gabe, reminded. Okay, so take a trace. We're, we're gonna t- we're gonna talk on it because this is like this ties into Jock Peterson. This it's it's, Very it's it is it's topical. Um, so Gabe Kapler is refusing to come out for the national anthem now because yeah. he does not like the direction that the country is going. So I, my question is: Did he ever should, did he ever come out for a game for the Phillies? Because that was the worst freaking manager i've ever seen for them this one of my baseball stories oh wait no that's not a gabe story nope okay i'm getting my (laughs) that that's that i'm thinking of the wrong game and wrong man wrong incompetent manager (laughs) i'm just saying i I think girardi made a good point and uh, this is probably as like politically correct of a take as you can have is that if you're a good manager which uh, to be fair it's questionable for both of those guys at this point in time but your role is to make your players' lives easier and have less distractions. And all he's doing at this point, he's not enacting any change. Nobody in Washington cares what Gabe Kapler has to say, period. 
End of discussion. But who does care what Gabe Kapler has to say is all the media who are going to spend all their time questioning all his players about what his co- their coach is doing. And they have to take a stand one way or another or they come out and make some politically correct like answer to the whole situation. So it's it's if it's doing nothing. I don't think anybody could care any less what Gabe Kapler's position is on any of these issues that he's like just takes a cursory comment on and probably has very, very little knowledge of actual any of the policies that go into it or like any of the background or what it would take to actually make any of these changes that he that he all of a sudden wants to spearhead himself single handedly. So it's it's just very like um, egotistical and it's it's a distraction for his players and, and nothing good can come of it. Yeah, no, I. Tim, I'll, I'll put it to you because you haven't had a chance to really. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just love sitting here riffing and stirring the pot. Mac looked like he was about to say something, so I'll defer yeah. and just continue uh, to stir this pot with a wooden spoon. <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree with Johnny. Um, it really th- th- these kind of protests don't add anything. It doesn't help anything. Doesn't change anything. Like you said, it's only a distraction. Um, you know, that's what the the world of politics is for to to worry about issues things like that. Um, sports is supposed to be a place where we escape, you know, we can get away from those kind of things. And, and it just, it's just going to ultimately divide people more, which we need, we need less of that, that, you know, going on right now. And um, sports is one place, one arena that we can all come together and we can trash talk on the other teams and we can have fun, you know, but that's all. Yeah. Okay, so I, I don't think we need, I don't think we need to get the whole like shut up and dribble mentality type thing, right? I mean, that, no. he can have an opinion. He's he's open to it and he can do what he wants to. But I think if you're trying to do what's best for your team as a manager, all he's accomplishing and from a baseball perspective is making more distractions. And all I'm going to say is if he wants to not show up as uh, for the national anthem, maybe he should show up for a game or two as a manager. <laughs> Should worry more about that. I Let mean, me, they've got a better record than Philly right yeah, now. Okay, well, <laughs> we let's be honest. I mean, Gabe Kapler, uh, given credit that uh, his years in Philly were basically his introduction to you know being a manager, and he that's what since, since, since them, 2011 they've had a better record than the Philly. So let's be honest here. <laughs> um, I mean, they, well, I think so, the only team who hasn't had a better record than the Phillies are the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we get Ouch. into the, I mean, we're going to talk about possibly some bloopers and blunders, and we could just tie the entire Cincinnati Reds as a blooper and a blunder for baseball. So, um, so let me ask: Who had the better slap, Will Smith or Ooh. Tommy Pham? Ooh. Um, well, the Will for the Will Smith one being completely staged, and you will not convince <laughs> me that that was not staged. <laughs> from the reaction to the camera shots to you know the cutting back and forth, it was a hundred percent staged. So that doesn't even count in my book. The better slap goes to Tommy Fan because it was actually real and emotionally driven. Well, I have the video here. Let me see. And not and not an actor yeah, pretending. There, to, there's no situation there, there's a video which I'll be goaded into anything nice about Will Smith after that like childish behavior. I mean, it, but just keep it, his wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so here. Yeah, that Here was is the video of the slap. So everybody, so you, people have. It's hard to tell. I mean, it's yeah, it's quick. He just walks up to him, and boom! <laughs> <laughs> like and one more time. Look at that right hand. Look at that right hand. Like Man, I'll give him credit on that one. That was that was a pretty pretty good slap. Not as good as the right hand from the minor league guy. So I I know there's a there was a a lot of money in the fantasy league, but the suspension for Tommy Pham based on what he's making would cost him $111,000 for three games of HX. Tommy Pham also screwed himself out of some money because apparently he felt disrespected in the offseason. And then, uh, I mean, he I guess he went on the Reds to prove himself. And uh, I think, is he still hitting like 200? Let me look that up. I mean, if we want to talk about guys hitting bad, don't, doing... don't get me started on that one. We've had that debate already. Uh Wow. We're talking physical hitting, not, you know, squaring up a round bat with a round ball. He's hitting two, 233 this year. So, you know, really proving himself there. I guess he proves himself between, behind the power of his open hand slap. <laughs> I, bet, I, bet you, I bet you Cincinnati fans are wishing he made that kind of contact during the game when it mattered. Yeah, well, you know, there's no such thing as a good contact as a Cincinnati Red unless your name is Pete Rose. Uh... Uh, let's not get into that. that yeah. oh. 
<laughs> that disgrace of a human being. I wish Dan was around. He would be giving me his comments. Uh, yeah. All right. So we'll get into the big topic while we're here for today's show. We're going to talk a little bit about our baseball memories. Yeah. And this can be anything from games you witnessed in person, your favorite games you've seen on TV, one of your favorite moments. It doesn't matter what it is. So. I've been meaning to tell this story on this platform for a while. Um, I'm going to go a little bit unsafe for work here. Um, I know we try to keep the swearing and the suggestive things down a little bit, but to fully embrace this story, I've got to, I've got to go a little over the well, edge. Well, we do, you don't, but anyways, <laughs> well, well, we, all, we all know outside of the show, I can use the F word in all seven parts of the English language. So, um, <laughs> Thank you, George Carlin. 25 cents for every time you say it in the swear jar. Well, good thing I don't <laughs> say it on the show. Uh, so this was probably 2004, 2005 range. Uh, it was the it was opening day in Philadelphia. It was the first game of the Washington Nationals. They had just moved from Montreal and became the Nationals franchise. I'm sitting up in the 400 level where, um, as Philly fans, if you guys remember the Coast Guard and the Wolf Pack and the Coal Mine, like those kind of group of fans sit the old reminiscence of the 700 level from the bet. And my dad, my brother, and I are opening day. We're sitting up there and, you know, we're enjoying ourselves. Second inning rolls around and guys behind us are, you know, hitting the sauce a little hard. And all of a sudden, coming up out of the tunnel is a grown man in full-on Scooby-Doo costume. <laughs> man is fully dressed as Scooby-Doo with two yinling pounders in his hands going, fuck yeah, guys! And his buddies are up top like, let's go! Yeah! They're, like, they're, they're all just plastered. And I think they had a drinking contest to see who could pound the most yinling pounders during the game. Because by about the seventh inning, Scooby-Doo's tail came between his legs, and he started pelvic thrusting and poking people with his tail. And I thought it was hysterical. Well, the woman attendant did not find it so funny, and he went up to her and says, oh, you want some too, don't you? Like, like ride him cowboy. And she goes, okay, I guess this is how we're going to go with it. She goes back down the tunnel. Next person to come up out of the tunnel is an armed Philadelphia police officer. Wow. Scooby-Doo, tail between his legs, still grabbing it, going, ride him, cowboy. Uh, officer comes up, pokes him on the shoulder, goes, sir, do we have a problem? He goes, turns around and goes, oh, you want some too, don't you, bitch? Scooby-Doo gets taken by the back of the neck, thrown onto the concrete floor, handcuffed, and arrested. <laughs> being walked out of Citizens Bank Park while the entire right field section we were in starts chanting, free Scooby, free Scooby. <laughs> and, right. and that was that's one of my favorite Philadelphia yeah. stories to tell outside of the Eagles game where I saw a dude projectile vomit cheesesteak over the next four rows in front of him. Um, but Scooby-Doo... Very get, Philadelphia things. Scooby-Doo getting arrested in opening day 2004, 2005. I can't remember the exact year, but... Well, Scooby-Doo being arrested by a Philadelphia police officer on opening day is just something that will never leave my mind. Raise your hand if you've ever thrown up at a Philadelphia Phillies game. No? Oh, let's hear this one. John knows this one. Yeah. We yeah went... but you, but you can tell it. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a game. So well, we why went... don't you tell us what you remember and then John could fill in the gaps. Oh, no, I know. I, yeah, remember, it... the, I remember the whole thing. Yeah, it, was it like... wasn't, wasn't like... Yeah, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't that kind cause. of like... I wasn't I wasn't drunk. So what happened no. was like John and I had well, like a, what was it thirteen game package or whatever for the Phillies Sunday package, yeah. yeah. So we went to a game. Or we were at a game. It was an early game, like in the season, and it was hot. Like I mean, it was just absolutely blistering hot. And my brother went with somebody, and they were parked and saved us a parking spot. So we pull in there, and you know, we took some beer with us. We were drinking, having a just chilling out, having a good time. And this girl and her husband boyfriend whatever he was like she rolls in in this like lexus or whatever porsche and we're like oh, okay. cadillac it was cadillac there. yeah i couldn't remember what it was Man, we really took we're, still facebook friend. we're still yeah. facebook friends yeah so she like oh my god yeah so she 
was telling us like she had this box suite or whatever, and she brought liquor with her, and it was hot vodka, oh. hot oh. vodka, and hot oh. soda. And I was like, yeah, I'll do a couple shots, whatever. Mix the no. Blah, 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 blah. One thing no. led to another. We were sitting in the upper deck with the sun beating on us. And I went like this, and it was in my hand, and I had to get up, and I had to go to the bathroom, and just like th- all over the, the toilet. So, yeah, threw up at a Phillies game because I decided I was going to drink hot vodka. Ugh. Yeah. Uh Mac, what do you got? I know you've got one of the most regrettable decisions I've ever missed out on. Yeah. um, uh, My stories are not, um, they're more related to the actual games. Um, I don't have any good stories like that. Um, Just wait until September. You'll have one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, but I've had the the privilege to have uh, been at a couple really memorable Phillies games during their run back when they were in the won the world series and got to go back to back. Um, and I will start with, I guess, Tim's biggest, biggest regret is um, very last minute. I got tickets to uh, game one of the NLDS against the Cincinnati Reds. Um, very last minute. I got the tickets very cheap by comparison. I think I remember them being like 60 bucks a ticket when every every other ticket was like a hundred bucks a ticket. Um, in the top row, of course, in the 400 level um, at Citizens Bank Park. Um, so I asked him to go. You were out at IUP at the time. And I was like, can you make it work? But it's <laughs> – I understand your decision. Stupid English paper I had to write. <laughs> I just had to write it. And, Tim, how far along in life have you gone because of that English paper or that English class? Uh, absolutely – no, way. I mean, I mean, you're so, sitting so here on, not, a, on, a, on a podcast talking. So it hasn't had a profound right impact now, so. in your life, huh? <laughs> the paper about steroids and baseball has not gotten me anywhere. Um, but, so but I ended e- up even going... if even if I had, in my own defense, though, outside of that, even if I had made it, that was what like a Friday, Saturday night, or th- I... no, it was the middle of the week. It was like a Wednesday or something. Yeah. So I would have had to drive the three hours home. Ride the two hours down to Philly with you. Take the two hours back. The three-hour drive back to Indiana. So yeah, that would have it would have been. Hell. He's just trying to talk himself into why it was a good decision that he was responsible, but I don't think he'll be able to. <laughs> yeah. um, no. So my brother never lets me live it the, down. Um, I ended up going to the game with a friend from work, um, and. Uh, that then turned into the game where Roy Halladay threw his second no-hitter of that season. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, so just to, to – to And about I watched the game it on itself. TV at a friend's place in Indiana, Pennsylvania. <laughs> kicking myself um, in the ass the entire time. I'm, I'm sorry, Tim. but It's not um, your fault. It's my stupid English teacher's fault. Uh, um, but just about the game itself, you know, we kind of knew that it was, it was going on as the innings progressed. And I'm fairly certain Halliday had one or two hits in that game as well. Um, and was, I think, a walk away from a perfect game. I, I, th- I think that's. Yeah, he walked Votto. Yep. Um, I think Scott Rowland was playing on the Reds and he got some cheers and boos and, and all that stuff. Um, Scott Rowland. Yeah, I think it was mostly boos. Um, but I'll never forget the final out when uh, I, I can't remember who the batter was, but he swung, it was like a swinging bunt and the bat went out in front of him and the ball hit. And I'm like, the, the, the crowd got silent. And for that split second, we thought, Oh, there goes the perfect game or there goes the no hitter. And of course, Ruiz and Howard made an awesome play to, to disclose it out. So um, probably my top baseball memory for sure. Um, and to, to throw in one little, one little extra one in there, the year prior, I was actually at the NLCS against the Dodgers when Jimmy Rollins had a oh, walk-off that's double. right. I yeah. forgot about that one. And I got to go with my, Dodgers. yeah. Um, yeah. And I got to go with my dad to that one. So that was, that was a pretty special, special game that I got to go to. So I like how you and your dad actually have a memory of the game and where me and my dad have a memory of a <laughs> fictional character in a costume getting drunk and being arrested. Well, so, so two things here. Well, since we're on the topic of uh, no hitters and I'll let John talk about our no hitter experience, but mm-hmm. 
It was on this day in 2010. Doc threw a perfect game against the Marlins. So there's that. Yeah, R.I.P. Doc. But uh, I but, remember. But we were talking about you were talking about a no hitter, and actually John and I got to watch probably the most unexpected no hitter happen in Philly's history. The last time they got no hit before they got no hit by the Mets against the Dodgers. Uh, Josh yeah. Beckett washed Josh up Beckett. Josh Beckett Sunday <laughs> afternoon. He wasn't washed yeah. up that day. I mean, what's there to say about it? We just we saw our team get no hit, which what sucked. Was, but I mean, it was kind of cool, I guess. I don't what know. was the lineup that day? Like, oh was gosh. it? Like, I don't remember at all. What, I couldn't tell you. Let me look that up here. That's going to be because that wasn't a great time in Philly's era, if I'm not mistaken. That was a like uh, that was a rough game because like. Beckett really wasn't pitching that great. I know he was going up against A.J. Burnett. Oh, God, yeah. And Burnett was not really pitching great either. It just sort of, it's just to happen that, like, the Phillies' bats just – they I don't know what it was. They just refused to take the bats off their shoulders. Oh, so Ryan Sandberg. I've got a good Ryan Sandberg story, and then I think it's back around to me. But uh, uh, Leading up to the game, the Dodgers were two games under 500, and the last place Ryan Sandberg led Phillies for 21 to 25. Yeah, it was uh, a it was a six nothing game. It would be his fifth to last road outing because he retired like right after that. Yeah, so this so Where is I'm the just, lineup. Just reading this here. I mean, Beckett actually had a pretty decent year that year. He finished uh, six and six with a 2.88 ERA. Here's here here's a good one. I'm just looking at this article here. The uh, pitchers to throw no hitter in the final MLB season, including the one of the best pitching names I have ever seen in my life: Cannonball Titko, Bobo Holloman, Ed Head, and now Josh Beckett. If I, if you're on a list with Cannonball Titko and Ed Head, I mean, <laughs> my my, uh, I'm immature. I know, but uh, that's. Cannonball Titko. Yeah, that's they were, a great old time name. But it's a, if, if, it's a cool experience in general. If you've never seen a no hitter in person, whether it's against your team or not, um, it's a cool experience because like you can feel it happening. Like I don't know, I can't speak for John, but I know for like myself, you're sitting there and the, just the way the game was going, they got through three innings. You're like, okay, you know, it's it's the way it is, and then you get to the fifth inning and you're like, okay, it starting to feel like there's a no hitter coming. And then when you get to like the seventh and eighth inning, it's it, reality sitting in like, yeah, this is probably going to happen. Like they haven't been, they've gone through the lineup now two, three times. And they just can't hit the ball. So the ninth inning uh, to me, the ninth inning was the worst because like it's the bottom of the ninth and they're down six, nothing. So you're like, well, they can't score runs. I mean, at least get a hit. And we actually walked down during the ninth or top of the ninth inning to the lower level because my dad and my brother were down there. And we stood there and watched, and it was just like, I think Utley struck out or Rollins struck out, and you're just like, yep, that's it. If they can't get the hit, it's not going to happen. And then it ended. And I mean, that whole place went nuts. Like they were mad because it happened, but then you're mm-hmm. also just like, oh, you got to witness history. Like, you don't, not everybody gets to see a no hitter if you're a baseball fan in the major leagues. So I found the I found the lineup for that day, and this is a very pathetic lineup. And feel free to react as I read this. But leading off playing center field, Ben Revere, Jimmy Rollins second, Chase Utley third, Ryan Howard fourth. Okay, pretty standard. Now we get bad. Marlon Bird in right field, Dominic Brown in left, Will Nieves catching, Cesar Hernandez at third, AJ Burnett pitched, Jeff Manchip pitched, and Tony Gwynn pitch hit. And I mean, we've him and I've had a lot of experiences. We got to see Papel blow quite yeah. a bunch. You mean Papel douche? Yeah. We got to see that one opening, um, opening day or opening series against was the Mets or Marlins. The Phillies won like twenty to four or something like that. Oh yeah, the uh, this that the we night where we were at that game. No, I was in that game. We went with Ott, our one buddy yeah. from uh, from from uh, our past lives. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I think the more memorable thing for you happened after the game but i'm not going to bring that up <laughs> when i decided to stay in the hotel room to try to get some sleep and you and our other friend decided yeah. to go out yeah. and experience <laughs> we, we of... met an, we, we met an airline pilot at one of the bars who was flying out the next morning and he was like tuned up at like midnight i'm like ah <laughs> all right <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm flying out American in Philadelphia. I'm like, oh, all right, it's midnight and you can't even talk real well. So, all right, glad I'm not flying with you. <laughs> real safe on that plane. I mean, I, I have another good one, though. So, I went to, uh, another, again, another Phillies game. Went to a Cinco de Mayo game with a kid that John and I went to school with, Mr. Cole Wolf. I don't know if you remember that one, John. Oh, yeah. And actually, the game. So I have friends from you know racing online and all that stuff. He's uh he's from Canada, and he came down and did like an American tour from like Cincinnati, <laughs> Reds, um, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia because he was a Blue Jays fan. So they were playing in all those games. And just so happened, it was a Cinco de Mayo game, and it was Dollar Dog Night. Oh, that's fantastic! Oh God, no! They need to bring back that. It was not fantastic. So let me tell You've you. You've got a bad history with hot dogs and ball games, don't you? Like, yeah, I do. So we're sitting there, and like I bought a couple because like I really am not like that hungry. And next thing you know, my buddy who's from Canada is like, "Oh, I want to see how many hot dogs you can eat." I'm like, "No." He just bought me like eight hot dogs in a row there. And I was like, "You're a dick." <laughs> I didn't eat. I did not eat all eight. I'll tell you that right now. I maybe ate like you three. wasteful bastard. I mean, they, they ate the rest of them up, but I was just like, dude, that's so gross. A, and then and the best part about that, the reason why I remember that game is not just because of that. That's like where we were sitting. We were sitting on the first third baseline, lower level. And you can actually see us in one of the videos. Oh, I wish I could find it. Like we were sitting there with our backs and right in front of us were these dudes that were dressed in sombreros and they were dressed for the occasional Cinco de Mayo. And that's how we ended up getting on TV because they had like fake mustaches on. I mean, they went all out. So, what Philly the, so stuff, you're saying was they would great. be canceled today if they were shown on TV? It was. Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't be canceled today. But, like, I mean, you could see the – I had my Cliff Lee jersey on, so, like, you could see my Cliff Lee jersey, like, the back of it. Cliff Lee number 34, Cliff Lee number 33. 33. Uh, the second time around. Yeah. Um, my uh, kid from Canada had his Blue Jay stuff on. Like, it was great. So, like, every year pops up for Cinco de Mayo, like, oh – you were in Philly for the Toronto Blue Jays game, and I'm just like, ha, 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 Cinco de Mayo, hot dogs, ha, no. <laughs> I got one here to uh, Mac. We'll, we'll see if you remember this one. We're down in Baltimore. Um, I mean, it, and I think it's no brand here. We're all Phillies games, so the majority of our memories are going to be Phillies games. But uh, it was the game where the Orioles hit a franchise record eight home runs in a game. Jeff Francoeur had to pitch, and they couldn't call the bullpen because the bullpen phone was off the hook and they're in the dugout waving the white towel. And then Chase Utley in the next mountain visit absolutely rips apart the pitching coach. Like, Mac, do you remember anything from that game besides me, like, heckling Cody Ashey in my field? Um, I, re- I just remember that the I think I actually stood up and cheered for Baltimore for one of their home runs <laughs> wearing my Phillies gear. I think that was that the Chris Davis absolute moonshot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he destroyed it. Was, yeah, like as soon as it hit the bat, bounce. you and I just went, oh, my God. Yeah, it was hit the warehouse on one bounce. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Um, that that's mostly what I remember from that day. Uh, it was it was a blur. Otherwise, because <laughs> I, mean, I remember some young Baltimore fans trying to heckle us, and we're like, "Dude, like we know we suck. <laughs> like if we're losing eighteen to well eighteen to three, um, Frank Core had to pitch. I'm trying to remember if anybody was close to having a four homer game, or I'm pretty sure almost everybody in the lineup had a home run. I can't remember which one. It felt like it. I mean, I know Chris Davis had multiple. Um, I mean, you and I, too, going, now that I think about it, down at Baltimore, because it's such an easy road trip for us, when we saw Jim Tomey in his last tour of the Phillies smack two home runs that game. Yep, I do remember that one. I mean, nothing real memorable out of that outside of the Jim Tomey farewell tour. Yeah. Didn't the, didn't the Phillies end up losing that game? Probably. Yeah, I mean, but Tommy went yard. <laughs> Tommy went yard twice in the now uh, non-existent left field seats. Yep, I uh, yeah, I got stupid, to see a bunch of games down in Baltimore. Stupid wall that were non-Phillies games though. So when my dad used to work down in Chambersburg, his boss down there had season tickets, whole eighty-one game package for the Orioles, and we got to pick and choose and see. Uh, I, I actually games. I liked Baltimore. I'm uh, sorry to cut you off there, but. I, I liked Baltimore before they put that hotel in there on Utah Street because you used to be able to park on Utah, walk all the way down, and you would have all the street vendors there. So that's where you'd get, like, your 
massive waters, your massive Gatorades, like a $5 hat. Um, and because Baltimore at that time allowed drinks to be brought into the stadium as long as they weren't opened. So you could go to these vendors and spend 10 bucks and get two of like the half gallon Gatorades that you could only find at like the bulk stores. Yeah. And you so, just drink that for the game and spend less money at the stadium. It was fantastic. And now Baltimore is like Mogadishu. So, well, so what I was getting at was I went down for Damn. a game. Come on, hard today, John. I, I got to see them. Good. I got to see them play the Yankees a lot. I got to see them play the Red Sox. Yeah, I got to see Yankees. them play Tampa Bay. But I forget which game it was that they were playing against. I just remember the game because I got a bobblehead out of it. It was the Cal Ripken Jr. After he got in, or he was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, it, he gave his Hall of Fame speech oh, that cool. night before the game, awesome. and then he took him around on a on a truck, and he was waving to the fans and stuff. And the bobblehead, it, it's a bobblehead of him with his uh, streak behind him. I know. So. Uh, it's, I'm gonna have to. My brother's going to a Yankees Red Sox game in New York. He's a Yankee fan, unfortunately. So 2009 was a bad time for me. Um. But he's going to a Yankees-Red Sox game later in the year up in New York. So it should have a few good stories out of that. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, oh, I've got I've sorry. got plenty from, like, when I played. but they're I, not feel like I, have, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't switch it up a little bit just to make sure we touch on the absolute ineptitude of our Phillies right now. <laughs> how bad it is, how bad it will get, if anything will change. I just have to get it off my chest. I, I, bring just, something I, just, up. I mean, what, what, what? I mean, they're they're just pathetic. They're awful. They're just. I mean, like, you, you really, you, it's every. You were leading in. You were leading into a story there, and then you just. I'm not leading stopped. into a story. I'm just kind of like yeah. trying to get. You, you know, just want you're. I'm hey, trying to switch it up a little bit, right? If you if you want to know a team that is inept, it's the Cincinnati Reds. All right. Yes, but I also haven't watched a single Reds game this year, so I can't talk on that. I can talk on the Phillies because I watch a lot of those games. Their fans haven't watched any of their games either. Oh, yeah, because the owner came out and said, what are you going to do, root for another team? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they did beat the Chicago Cubs pretty bad the other night. So. Oh, man, the Cubs, who are also horrible. They beat them 20-5. to five. Wow. Also, uh, let's, lost let's, to them 11-4, to four, like, several games before that, so it's not like... I think we talked in one of the last two podcasts about... Oh, excuse me. Wake up. Oh, wake up. Actually, I slept great last night. When we talked about how bad, like the or how oh, important the next two weeks of schedule were for the Phillies, and they have done exactly what we all expected them to do, which has been oh. anemic performance after anemic performance after blown bullpen, blown saves, this, that, everything else. So, like, are they are they completely out of it at this point? Is there anything yeah. they can do to change so, things up? Or when do they fire Girardi? Let's, like, let's, let, let's let somebody else who hasn't been on the show for every single episode talk about that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all know our feelings about uh, it. We've worn it out there, Mac. Uh, go ahead and yeah, and, yeah, and learn us um, something. I, I yeah, bring uh, us a I new may, perspective. Uh, I, I honestly, my honest opinion is that I think it doesn't matter what manager the Phillies install at the moment. I just think the ownership is setting up anyone for failure, or the the people making the personnel decisions. And you know, maybe Girardi has a hand in that. I honestly don't know. Um, I, unfortunately, it seems like a common thread with all of the Philly sports teams. Um, but uh, I, I just think the, the general managers and the ownership, they need to make better decisions. It's one thing to be able to bring all these offensive weapons, you know, into, into a lineup, but you know, you can score 10 runs a game and, but if you're giving up 15, it doesn't matter. You know, you got to have solid pitching on the back end. You know, it's Aaron Nola is not going to you know, Zach Wheeler. They're not going to be able to carry, a team and pitch nine innings every every start. So that's that's my two cents. So let me ask you guys this question because he has made it known now that he will not pitch a reliever. Basically, if they pitch three if they pitch three days in a row. He's always no matter how that. many no matter how many pitches they throw. Yeah. At man. what point though do you have to make that change and to say you know what I we got to do what we got to do because like the other night. Because of the whole, we can't. I can't pitch them three days in a row. We could have used Sir Anthony Dominguez in that game, and instead we got stuck with Norwood, and it was another disaster. So, what point do, do you like put your feelings on that to the side and just say, "Hey, you know what? We got to do what we got to do." Because, like, 
I mean, I still think that he's not going to make – I still don't think he's going to be the Phillies manager much longer. I mean, I know we I've I've beaten that horse to it's been crippled. I don't – and I just – I don't see it. I don't know how you can stick around – keep this guy around making a decision like that. Like, you got to do what's best for the for the team. I mean, I get early on in the season trying to save some arms, but, I mean, if we're looking at a playoff – Earth later down the uh, road and yeah if. if 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 in capital letters which is depressing to say given that half the league's going to make the playoffs this year um if philly has a chance and you know we're in the last two weeks of the season and if there's a save opportunity we'll just say there's 14 games if there's 10 of 14 games and you're not putting your closer in you know the important games when it matters then i got a little bit of an issue with that like you you're paying the guy to get you outs go have your horse get you the outs. So yeah. early on, I can, I can get it to a little extent, but if it continues later into the season, it's, it's a no go for me. It's I a mean, no for me, dog. I mean, at the, at the rate that we're going, the Cincinnati Reds are going to pass us. And then I'm no, gonna we're not up. that bad. Reds are up to 16 wins and we're at 21. Oh, Hey, they surpassed. They're about to surpass their projected like 21 in 140, whatever record. I mean, let's, let's face it. So far, if we're going to talk about overall records on how bad the Phillies are, here are the teams that are higher than them. That even all we sat here, we're like, uh, what? Miami. Uh, Arizona. Ugh. Miami just, just, is just, actually just, worse than them. Oh, what about Oakland? Is Oakland worse than Philly? I can live no, they're only like two games back behind Philly. Baltimore is oh, only a game back behind Philly. Ugh. The Pirates are only like two games back behind Philly. Do you just want to like get a knife and stab me in the heart now? <laughs> so, just, uh, the but Phillies back... have been. Con... Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I was gonna say so. so but back on the whole Girardi thing, though, is like, I, I mean, we have what one season now where we were above five hundred with him, and that was last year where they went like what eighty three and. 81. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No. What are you thinking, Mac? Oh, uh, no, I'm just, they've been very consistently mediocre for these past couple of years. Um, like the last decade, it seems like. I mean, yeah. Uh, we, it's, they're, they're, I feel like they, they could be there if better decisions were made with personnel. Maybe, and that's half of that's on Girardi, and maybe that's the other half's on the general manager for not installing the right players i should I, say i kind of want to branch off that too and say is more of a um ineptitude to steal a word from john of the minor league system and developing players because we were supposed to have spencer howard be like you know a savior and then he shipped out um boom i get the sophomore slump but boom was bad for the entire last year hoskins had a run where everybody was questioning him it just seems like Philadelphia doesn't have like a top prospect that'll just come up and just flourish. Yeah, I mean, you could all you could trace it back to the Amaro days where they just leveraged their farm system to the hilt, and they were like the worst. And, and it got takes nothing a while, back. and it takes a while to retool that. It's not like a a three or five year process. It's a decade probably to like. Well, and then they all also made horrible it, draft choices you know? where they were just always drafting outfielders. Like they drafted Moniac and then they drafted, um, I can't even remember half the names, but like they drafted Moniac thinking that he was going to be like the savior and it took him forever to come up. So they just kept drafting outfielder after outfielder after outfielder and none of them did anything. So they went to another team. So they go to another team then. Yeah, that too. Can, well, can we so, turn the subject here to actually make us laugh for the last yeah, 15 minutes? Well, hold on. So, I'm tired of being I, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to bring Phillies. up, though, since we're still, since we still technically we're talking about baseball memories. How about – and, Tim, I want it from your perspective, too, and I want Mac to hear this because I'm sure he's probably heard it on some of the other podcasts before, but, like, the hot dog eating contest. Oh, God. From the – yeah, so those that are new to the show and haven't watched uh, some of us here, two of us right here, you know, me, John, we got to... Uh, here and here. I mean, yeah, that way, whatever. Um, we got to participate in a hot dog eating contest at the Senators for, it was like, I think, July 4th game because it was the same day as a regular hot dog eating contest. Mm-hmm. And Mr. 
Tim, who if you went to his, if you've ever been to a Senators game before, you got to hear his voice a lot on uh, in a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And a We want breadsticks. Breadsticks and zombies. Breadsticks and zombies. Tim, give us the breadsticks. We want breadsticks. Yep, there it is. Uh, I didn't know Um, you were on that, Tim. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah. It was we we recorded it three times each at a slightly. So it was like we want breadsticks and we want breadsticks and then we want breadsticks. So that way you. Yep. We had about four, three people in there doing three different tones, so that way it sounded like a whole bunch of people were. But doing Tim, that, but Tim got to do some camera work for the. Uh, not, not, not up with you guys. Not up with in, us. I was down in the well, and Mac has even got. Um, I've gotten you on the scoreboard a couple times during that run when I was doing that. Yeah. Yep, I do um, remember that. But from my perspective, it, it was. was gross. <laughs> Well, from my perspective, I'm sitting down in the first base dugout with a camera. So I had to focus on the game. But we all had a comm system where we could all talk to each other. And I would never shut up because I just need to talk. So. No. Yeah, believe it. Um, I I like the sound of my own voice. What can I say? It's deep and baritone and should be calling baseball games. But um, as we're going through this hot dog eating contest where all of you came up with fake names. I think John had two hot dogs and the guy's like, this one guy over here has just like had two hot dogs and he's done. Like just chilling dude, free hot dogs, man. <laughs> but uh, they were ripping you. I was telling the camera guy, cause there was, I forget who was going hard. Robbie. Yeah. He was going hard. I was like, do you better stand back, man? They're like, these guys are drunk. They can't stand up straight. I'm like, you might want to stand back. Cause there might be some projectile coming your way and i was just sitting up there making fun of you guys the entire time yeah robbie was the one that won for us robbie got a free dugout suite out of it too and he he got more food afterwards so that's impressive oh my god and this pit all right so last 13 minutes here we'll we'll go into a little bit of fun here we'll talk a little bit about baseball blunders and bloopers Uh, Um, do you have your senators tickets for this year uh no i did not get season tickets yeah because mac was a season ticket holder there for a while i just wanted to I, just, I had a thir- thirteen game plan a couple years ago. There you go. All right, we're gonna we're gonna specifically talk about this video first. Yes. Uh, who doesn't like a good nut shot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like this is impressive. Nuts, 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 nuts. Look at this! Look at this! This is a great play. Look, what, like, what a throw! What a throw! What a throw! What a throw! He got him out. Ooh, that hurt. Wait, what, what happened, happened there? Bounce, catch. Oh. Oh. <laughs> right in the testicles. Yeah, you got to make the tag. I mean, that's a, th- I mean, that's that's a great throw. That. Look at the throw. Let's, let's be honest. The throw itself is like awesome. On one bounce, throws it dead on. Like Better than a, better than a uh, freaking uh, – I can't even think of his name right now because, oh, what a beautiful tag. Um <laughs> Quinn, better throw than Quinn in a game-saving situation. He had that one, and then he continues to throw the next two up the first base line. Let me, let me see if I can find this video, because I'm sure you guys will remember it. Um, Andrew Knapp last year. Oh, God, anything with Andrew Knapp. What was it, last year two years ago? I think he just got picked up by somebody, because the Pirates let him go. And then I think Didn't some... he go play in Japan or Korea or something like that? No, that well, I think that's Darren, Darren Ruff did. Up. I knew that. I, I thought Nap did too. I could be wrong. I don't know. I know it was Ruff for sure. He actually played um, well over there. I think. Yeah. I actually he, think I think Ruff got brought back over. Yeah, he's in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think but here. Philly, Philly, remember, Philly. He was in remember, Pittsburgh. And then I know there, Pittsburgh. There be, I think there's an image of it. Andrew Nap took a shot right. To the groin, and it, like there's a picture of like the ball, like right when it hit him, and it was like the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, was that the one like he was just sitting there, catcher prone, and it hit him square? In yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me, I'll just, I'll just Google Andrew Knapp, uh, nut shot. I did the same thing, and it doesn't pop up. Right. Um, um I, I just thought of that though after we saw that video, but I have other videos here that we're gonna play that are kind of entertaining. We're talking about the Phillies. My favorite Philly of all time. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think he's 
he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Make sure I get the right video here because I have so many of them. Oh, yep, it's got this it. one. It's I got one. it. Okay, you got it. I mean, Vinny Vasquez, pl- Vinny Vasquez pitching. Yep, yep, that's the yep, one. Yep, you got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah. You want the link? Yes, I do. We're, we're You're right. Vin- Vinny Vasquez should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. No, but the video I'm going to show after first, I want to show this one first. But the video I was going to show was of my favorite player of all time, Roman Quinn. I mean, I think uh, he should be the he's going to go down as the greatest outfielder in the history of baseball. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Let me see. Is this a video or is this a picture? It's a video. Okay. Well, let me. Thank you, Reddit. <laughs> all right. The he, fa- he fouls it off. And he- Share screen. Okay. Mike, you got any good memorable ones that you can think of off the top of your head? Watch this video. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Like. Ouch, town population, you bro. Yeah, I mean that's something you shouldn't laugh at because like that does hurt, but it's just one of those things where you're. But you can laugh at it because he's okay afterwards. I mean, oh wait, wasn't there a guy for the Orioles that actually had a ruptured testicle? I mean, I thought I thought Real Muto had like something similar happen. But anyway, so the video that I'm going to show you guys here is uh, this one of my favorite Philly of all time. Oh, it's Mitch Hanniger. This video here. Oh God. Yeah. This this is pure awesome skill oh, right no. here. Roman Man. Quinn, baby. Look at oh. Roman Quinn. Look at him. The greatest uh, fielder in the history. Uh, and look at the throw. The throw is even better. No, no, no. Who, now who's better here? Are you going to take Roman Quinn or are you going to take Michael Martinez? Ooh. You remember Michael Martinez? Ooh. Oh, how can we forget Michael Martinez? Easily. Oh. Michael Martinez. Come on, come on. Oh, wait, is this it? Is this it? Here's, here's another one here. Oh, oh, hold up. I found it. I found it. Okay, it's well, hold on. Me, I got I another one. It. This one asks, are the Phillies okay? Because once again, look at these. Look at this blunder of a, of a play. And that one bounced up. Good secondary lead by Dansby. He's going to beat the rat. Oh. And look who lets that one go. Our other favorite center fielder, oh. Odubel Herrera. <laughs> oh, man. El Toro. Yeah, bring up Mickey Moniak, please. Please. He's rehabbing. Give us something. Give us anything. Uh... And that one bounced up. Good secondary lead by Dansby. Oh. We don't have to watch it again. Yeah, enough. <laughs> we don't have to watch who is it who was the catcher in that? Was that JT or was that the backup? I that was JT. JT. Yeah, JT normally doesn't have bad throws like that. Here's the one that Tim's talking about from the Mariners, Mitch Hanniger. <laughs> it's bad video quality, but it it works. And then then we got another one. It's not really a blunder or blooper, he but it right off. It's a ruptured testicle right there. Oh, I, I don't understand how he's not on the ground. The adrenaline of what? Can he hit in the nuts? Oh, that, I, I felt that one. That how one do you hurt. fix Oof. a ruptured testicle, like medically? That's <laughs> if Kim, if you're watching, let us know. Um, <laughs> I don't here, know if I want to know. Actually, here's, here's, here's this we're one. not going to get a response in time, but I'll text her. I, I don't think I would want to know one. that. Actually, we were talking about this earlier before the show. Guy, I guess he's what Yankees prospect or whatever. Hits, thinks he hits a home run, and yeah. bat flips. Oh, this is so, bad. And it hits off oh, the top I, of the I wall. Might, I might as well go now. And you know the best part is he's wearing number two. And he's, he's out. And he's out at second. And he's out at second. And then he gets the thrown game. out of the game. And the game. Oh, he also I believe he got thrown out of the game too. Like, well, that ended like, the game. Yeah. Like, but I saw something that like he mm. got thrown out of the game or whatever. That was terrible. I, up, 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 up. I'm gonna get a response here. <laughs> for the pod. she just said, "Why are you asking?" I said, "For the pod." <laughs> for so, the brand for the brand um 
I was going to say, I can't Here, remember. I can play. Oh, I, oh I, uh, going back off of memory and sort of a blooper, I remember a time uh, playing baseball. Um, I smacked a line drive so fast and hard down the third base line. I hit the third baseman square in the chest. Oh, here we and go. And he just rocked back over and was – he had no Oof. time to react. We'll, we'll play this for a little – for a couple minutes here. This is some errors and bloopers from April of 2022 for the season so far. Fantastic. How many times are we going to see the Phillies? I don't know, but yeah, was, oh. yeah. Come on, a, oh, here we go, Vladdy Jr. running it out. That's not Vlad. Or, uh... <laughs> oh, oh you should find that uh, play from Pittsburgh oh, where they uh, couldn't get the guy up between first and second, allowed to run to score, and then <laughs> that's bad. That is really bad. That's uh, that's uh, the Mariners for you guys. Here's the Angels and Astros. Let's see what this is. Oh. I haven't answered them, but I'm not sure if it's correct to bring it up on the show. Wow. Yeah, let's oh. just not do that. Let's let's just let that one just go. It's it's <laughs> not it's not pleasant. That's let's oh. just let's just let that go. <laughs> like the ruptured testicle, just let it go. What was? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What yeah, is the that? bats the bats snapped in his hands. Oof. Oh, geez. Something. Oh, that's. Isn't this where he uh, hurts himself? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad way to lose out here. Let's get rid of this advertisement. Oh. That's right through the legs. Yep. Come on, we're some bloopers. These are just these are just stupid errors. I haven't seen a Philly one yet. Up oh, there's Pittsburgh. Did it did 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 fail. And it was pool house too. Yeah, that hit the ball. And short throw. That was dumb. Can't pick it. Let's see here. Let's fast forward a little bit. See what we can find. Oh, we got a little bit of oh. Yankees action here. You, you know, what you should you should play the here. Mets. Is since since the Mets are on, uh, you should pull up the video I sent you of uh, Terry Collins, the very not safe for work. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, that's that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting to see him like flip into the water, holding a hot dog or whatever. What's this thrill? Probably. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Jackie Robinson day, too. Tim Anderson. What the? Oh, off the line. Let's see here. What do we got here? Runs. More Indians. Guardians. Indians. Oh, my God. Like, how bad do you have to be that you can't make that simple throw? I mean. And then you got that one. Yeah. Things happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. That's a good place to end it on an actual good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are kind of like, eh, yeah. Some fielding errors and stuff. I don't know. Let's see. What are some other good ones? I've, I've rocketed a ball down the third baseline and smacked the catcher or smacked the third baseman. I almost took a pitcher's head off once. Um, I've definitely, oh, definitely wait. come down the line as a first baseman to catch the ball and have somebody half my size just run into me and flop over as if I was a tree. Um, what other good ones? I mean, I've got some very not PG ones I could share from uh, smack talking people at first base. Um, <laughs> Who was it that threw that really bad first pitch? In the which game one? Were, I mean, one you have the 50 was... cent one. Uh, oh, no, you're right. He wasn't. Oh. It was like a rapper or something, I think. Uh, Mac, do you remember that one? It was just yeah, like I, last week or two, yeah. Yeah, I remember the video. I just don't remember who who it was. At first pitch. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, of course. Now after I close out of the video and stuff, like all or stop sharing it. There's some really cool like blooper ones here. Jeez. Steve Aoki. Yeah, that's what it was. Steve Aoki. I I got it. Well, we're gonna have to soon get off of here because. Oh, how much we got? It's eleven fifty nine. So. What happened to John? For the road. There it is. Well, on that note, since John's having a couple issues here, uh, yeah. At we're gonna call this quits for today because I got some stuff. I'm gonna be doing some celebrating with some family before okay, I go right. to a concert in Reading. So. I got to go grab some supplies for the cookout tonight because I forgot to grab the most important part of my queso dip. Okay, well, uh, 
pulled John out from this. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll end it here. We'll go. We'll start with Mac. Do you have any last few? Uh, I was gonna say last few words, but I'm sure we'll have you back sometime. Uh, no, no. Just thanks for letting me come on, and uh, I hope to do it again in the future. Yeah, it was fun. We'll go here with Quigs Quigley. Since Johnny Buckets are decided that he was gonna have his stuff fail on us. Well, at least it wasn't you this week. Um, Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Remember those who have served. Remember those who have made the sacrifice. Don't drink and drive. Eat good food. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to end it like I always do here. We're going to, you know, check out our blog at bwsports1.com. I'm going from the bases back to the races. Hopefully on Tuesday, we should be talking a little bit about the Indy 500, maybe Monaco, which is about to end with uh, Red Bull and Sergio Perez winning. And then uh, Monaco's already over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sir, and then uh, the Coke 600. Well, 500 should be dropping flag here shortly. Yeah, something like that. Um, so check us out Tuesday, checkers and wreckers. Check out all of our other partners here. You see scoring at the bottom. And check out some of our other shows, Quantum Inspirations, that one before us, State of Basketball, Super Kicking It with Steven, the Dukes of Football come back next week, Combat Zone, and everybody here at BW Sports, we thank you. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you to all those who are serving and served, and we will see you next week for another episode of Just a Bit Outside.